Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Off the Grid podcast, which is hosted by Hanks Edwards from Hanks Edwards Racing. Um, I have been doing IndyCar journalism ever since I was 10 years old, and now I'm 18, so I've been a seasoned veteran for eight years now. Um, this is my first podcast ever since I did one way back in the day, probably when I was around 15. So after a three-year hiatus and a name change, I am back in the podcast game. So today we're going to be covering uh, some information about the new the new season that just started a couple races ago. We're going to be covering some of the rookies that have come in and other cool bits and pieces that I would like to talk about, to be honest. So first, we're going to be talking about the Streets of St. Petersburg race that happened probably three weeks ago in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is right outside of Tampa Bay. Um, it was a great race. The pole sitter, who was Scott McLaughlin, or as I like to call him, Scotty Glock, he eventually ended up going on and winning the race after a long, hard fought battle against the last year championship winner Alex Pillow and that was mostly because of traffic especially from Devlin DeFrancesco who didn't want to give up his um who didn't want to give up his his spot you know he didn't want to go that lap down because going lap down is doesn't look as good on the stat sheet after the race so I don't blame him for that. And another thing that happened in that race that was super, super cool to watch was the fight between the red and black tires in it. So Scott McLaughlin and basically everyone else except for Will Power that started in the top 10 went out with red tires. And that really helped them. At the beginning of the race, I believe Will Power started second and dropped all the way back to, I think it was 10th in the matter of two or three laps. So obviously the red tires was a great way to start the race. But as the as the race went on and the track got hotter and the marbles started building, the the some of the teams started moving the black tires and they started to get some speed. But the leaders obviously... Um, were leading and they were usually the fastest, but they stayed on the red tires. So I liked the strategical look from that race and how, what were the leaders going to do when they pit? Were they going to change or were they going to stay the same? I thought that was a really cool aspect of the St. Pete race. Uh, in that race, there were the top three, the top three drivers on the plus minus spectrum of the race were Takuma Sato, who gained 12 spots in this race, Jack Harvey, who gained 10, and Alexander Pillow, who gained 8 positions on the day, and ended up finishing 2nd in the race after battling Scott McLaughlin the entire time. So, it was a really, really fun race to watch, and you know what else was really fun to watch? was the Expel 375 in Texas, the first oval of the year. It was incredible. The ending was insane. If you haven't 
if you didn't watch the race or you haven't seen the highlights, I strongly suggest finding it on YouTube somewhere. It's going to be somewhere. It was incredible. So I really recommend you going to watch that. Um, I mean, Scott McLaughlin kind of got screwed. Uh, David Malukas, just like Devlin DeFrancesco in, in St. Pete, was fighting to stay on the lead lap. And David Malukas, uh, that was going to be his second race as an IndyCar driver. In the first race, he got uh, knocked out pretty early after some failure. And that was, he got knocked out in the 25th lap of that race. So I'm guaranteeing that he wanted to have his first race on the lead lap. And I don't blame him for that. One thing that this race reminded me of was the 2016 race at Texas on those final lap battles between Tony Kanaan, James Hinchcliffe, and Graham Rahal. It had a lot of nostalgia there. And I know that the NBC hosts of Townsend Bell and James Hinchcliffe were talking about that a lot during the race about how so similar it was between that race in 2016 and obviously the one here in 2022. So just like in St. Pete, how I talked about the three biggest gainers throughout the race. I'm going to talk about that here in for Texas. So for Jimmy Johnson, wow, what a story for him going gaining 13 places during the day and finishing a very solid fifth. That is his highest finish in the IndyCar series so far. You can see his improvement throughout both seasons he's done. He's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot smoother. And I'm guaranteeing that is because from his teammates and his coaches mentoring him, which is kind of weird to hear that I believe he's in his 40s. A 40-year-old man is being mentored. But you can really see how he's soaking it in. Next, you have Simon Pagno and David Malukas, who both gained eight positions throughout the day. They weren't at, always at the top of the leaderboard or even in the top five, but they both had very, very solid days and putting them in great positions for the championship standings. But I'm saving the man with the greatest improvement for last, Santino Ferrucci, who started last on the grid and made his way up 19 positions. 19 positions. Jeez, that is a whole lot. So... Jack Harvey was not cleared for the race because of the injury he had during practice the day before. So, at 9 a.m. on the day of the race, they called Santino, who is a local from the Dallas region, and he drove his way over to Texas Motor Speedway, signed a contract, and got his ass in the car. Wow, what a story for Santino going from tw starting 28th and finishing in 9th place. Kudos to you, Santino. Now, after finishing those segments about the two past races, I will be talking about some of the rookies. Starting out with Devlin DeFrancesco, who 
for as of right now, may not be the most liked person in the paddock. I mean, on Sunday, he was credited for causing two or maybe three of those crashes that he, that he was in. I mean, taking out eight cars in the process. That is not a great look for you right now, Devlin. But this 20-year-old Canadian has so much potential, especially working with some of the greatest mechanics and some of the greatest teammates over there in Ready Autosports. Now we move on to two drivers that are honestly pretty similar. Um, we got David Malukas and Kyle Kirkwood. David Malukas is driving for Dale Coyne Racing, while Kyle Kirkwood is driving for AJ Foyt Racing. But they were both they both came over from Indy Lights. Kyle Kirkwood ended up barely beating out David Malukas in the uh, in the championship over there at Indy Lights, and they both have just as much potential as anybody else in these rookies. They've been around the paddock with these IndyCar drivers. Uh, they they know a lot of them, and they've been around the sport of IndyCar for a very long time. So they have that advantage over some of those European drivers like Eilat and Lungard, which I will talk about now. Callum Eilat and Christian Lungard are also pretty similar, just like Malukas and Kirkwood. Uh, Callum Eilat and Lund. Christian Lundgaard both came over from the F1 circuit and are both European drivers. Um, they both are very skilled and very experienced in the road courses, but not so much in the ovals, which they will for sure improve on over this year and into next year. Other than Marcus Erickson and some of those other European drivers from the F1 circuit, I never really got to see how great these really young guys are, like Christian and Callum, on those road courses until last year in the, I believe it was the Indianapolis Grand Prix, not the first one in May, but the second one, which was, I believe it was in August, when Callum stood in with the... It was the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team. He was driving the 45 car. And I remember he started way in the back uh, during qualifying, but he made his way up all the way to 12th place. And he really showed everyone up. Nobody was really expecting him to do so well, but it was really cool to watch him climb during that day. Finally, we go on to Tatiana Calderon, who is driving the road courses, who is splitting the 14 car with J.R. Hildebrand. Uh, J.R. is doing the ovals while Tatiana is doing the road and street courses. So we got to see her debut in St. Pete three weeks ago, where she didn't do the greatest, but just like every other one of these rookies has a of potential, a lot of potential. Last year, she was in the FIA World Endurance Championship, where she finished in the top 10, four out of her five races. That is really impressive. Then in July of 2021, she was given a test with the AJ Foot Enterprises team through a sponsorship agreement. And for two weeks, she was learning the circuit of Mid-Ohio, where she was mentored by the current 
driver of Sebastian Bourdais. The team was impressed enough through her tests that they gave her a contract to drive the ovals and the street courses for the 2022 IndyCar series. So I really appreciate you guys listening in to the first Off the Grid podcast. I will be trying to do this at least once a week throughout the rest of the 2022 IndyCar series. Make sure you check out Hanks Edwards Racing on Facebook and Instagram for more content. So thank you guys once again and peace.